Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim. And I am so glad you can join me today as you're living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. This is episode 98, and I have an amazing guest, um, Megan Koval. And this is all about introspection and wonder. But before I introduce the guest and we get into that, I just want to say, hey, man, it's two year anniversary time, two years of the show. So as this episode is live, missed it by just a few days. But man, this is it. Um, Two years. And I'm so grateful for those of you who've been faithful supporters um, in listening, giving your time, giving feedback, rating, reviewing the show sharing it with others, uh, sending emails, having conversations, man, it's been great. And as a labor of love, and this is something that I do because my love language is giving, and I also love to serve and help and see people become more than they've become or to be more than they've become, to be more, do more, and have more in their lives. Um, This has been great. So, Thank you, all of you, and to the wonderful guests that I've had for, this is 98 episodes now, Um, amazing guests, people that come on the show, they're real, they're authentic, they're transparent, and uh, they share incredible insight, they share their challenges, their ups, their downs, their bumps, their bruises, as well as their successes and things that they've learned in the process, but mostly that they are continuing to work to be world-class, to be better, to grow, to learn, to just be, um, as I said, more than they've become. There's more. We're not done. We have a lot to do. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. So all this month, or from August into September, celebrating, I'm going to be giving away books from uh, from some of the guests. I have a good stack of them and some other little neat things and little surprises here and there. So make sure that you're following me on Instagram at Uphill Convo so that you can participate in that. So um, please follow the show at Uphill Combo on IG. And you can follow me personally as well at Pecoraro Tim, as well as my company where I do my coaching and my leadership. And uh, that is at Uphill Strategies. I am gradually uh, making more movement with it. And I'm also going to be coming up with a term that was inspired from my conversation from my guest today um, that I have on the show. So I'm looking forward to working on something on Instagram uh, that I'll reveal as I get a little bit more together to just, you know, create more community and just more of, you know, I know they use the word tribes and all these other things, but just people that are in alignment and 
could, you know, would definitely feel like they can contribute, add value, as well as be inspired from what I would like to do. But the guest today on this episode, Megan Koval, she's a brand pathfinder based in New York City. She helps people and businesses clarify their pursuits so that they can profit from their potential. After working with Fortune 500 brands like Nike and NBC Universal for over seven years as a brand and communications strategist, she uses her arsenal of knowledge, techniques, and time-honored tools to help people and businesses clarify and brand the path of their dreams. Her fascination with expeditions around the world to within, coupled with her love for genuine storytelling, was the catalyst for her AWOL strategy, which I love AWOL, because most people hear the word, oh, they've gone AWOL, it's a negative. She has AWOL strategy, and it's completely in the positive direction. So an amazing guest, and um, we really do something she brought up through introspection and wonder. It was something that just continued to evolve as we spoke. And we even had a couple of uh, just moments of just such organic conversation that even her quote, something that she says all the time, she actually forgot. So for those of you who are listening and you hear where she says, oh my gosh, I forgot my own quote. I had her send it to me, but it's an affirmation a day keeps the apprehension away. So this conversation was completely full once again, of introspection and wonder. And this is episode 98 with Megan Goebel. So without any further delay, let's jump right in. Welcome to the show, Megan. I'm so glad to have you as a guest. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you're doing and how you're showing up in the world today? Wonderful. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me, Tim. It's it's so great to be here and really exciting to share my story with um, with the folks that listen to your podcast. Um, so I call myself a pathfinder, um, which means that I help people, brands, businesses find their path, um, which allows them to clarify their pursuits in order to profit from their true potential. And as a creative and empath, you know, I've always been fascinated with life's big questions, right? I think it's like what a lot of us have in common yeah. <laughs> going to this kind of profession. It's like, who am I? Why do we exist? What are we all put on this earth for? And throughout my whole life, I've just been really drawn to creative mediums for introspection and external traveling and pursuits to absorb new perspective and new ideas. And pathfinding allows me to blend both of those worlds together, which is, you know, introspection and wonder through the lens of storytelling, which then helps other people find their paths and their pursuits. So it's been a really fascinating uh, new adventure for me recently, leaving the advertising world here in New York City. I think you can actually hear sirens in the background right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and that sounds like a fire truck, right? That's a fire truck. (laughs) They're not coming to get you, right? (laughs) Oh, gosh. I mean, this is probably going to be going on throughout our whole call, but it's making it even more organic. There we go, the way we like it. Um, so I'm here in New York City helping more like personal brands uh, find their pursuits, leaving and venturing outside of the advertising world for the first time in probably seven years. Wow. I love your coupling of introspection 
and wonder. Mm. Talk, talk more about that for us. Like, I mean, I love your story coming out of, I think it was NBC universal. You worked with Nike, you were involved there. You were in this ad world and this whole thing, but I love this journey, which I know I want to get into this a wall because I love that name, a wall strategy, or just as far as like what your philosophy or what you've named that, but this introspection and wonder, like what prompted that in you? Like what got you, because that is a beautiful pairing to me that most people, they look for wonder in the wrong places and they fail to spend enough time in introspection, but you bring those two together. How did you get there? Hmm. Well, you know, thank you, first of all, for mentioning my brand consultancy, AWOL strategy. It's something that actually was born out of my own, uh, I guess I'm going to call it a rude awakening, right? So I was seven years into an advertising career that I would have dreamed of having. I, I did dream of having in college. It was everything that I wanted to have coming out of my love for storytelling. And, you know, like you said, I was telling and identifying truths for Fortune 500 companies. Um, I was helping the biggest brands here in New York City. I was working with the best brand strategists in town. And something still was just off. And I got to this point where why is it that, you know, telling stories and finding truths for big brands was my pride and joy, but being real with my own was not. Right. And it was just this lowest point where you know, I was running focus groups or I was talking to different consumers asking what their North Star was when I didn't even know my own, right? Like I realized that I needed to fill out my own discussion guide. Right. I needed to answer these own questions that I was asking these, these um, people. And so that's when I realized I had to go AWOL. I needed to step away from the advertising world to interrogate my truths. You know, like I was the one that got myself here in the first place. Right. Why, why was I not fulfilled? What was it that was off? And I realized, and, and I'll get to that, it's that introspection and wonder that came back to my life to realize that I needed to be honest with, it was almost like I had grabbed someone else's plane ticket, right? Like my name wasn't even on my, on my pursuits anymore. It, if I was to look at my resume and I was, I would continue to go on these great destinations and have like, you know, a wonderful track record. But at the end of the day, it wasn't my name on that plane ticket. Right. And so I had to step away and really understand what does it look like for me to put myself back into the driver's seat, to be real with my own pursuits and bring introspection and wonder back into my life again with, you know, that creative mindfulness and that creative exploration that I told you at the beginning of our chat, which is something that I love to do. How do I be real with those pursuits again? Wow. And well, keep going. No, keep going. I, I'm just like, I, you, you just, you, your picture, like all the photos and all the things I've seen, you always smile. Like I showed some people, I have some very close inner circle folks, but just to hear you talking in the calm that you have, I'm just in hearing you tell your story and how you discovered it. And I want you to pick back up where you left off. And I know I just jumped in, but my, <laughs> my gosh, like, were you in a spot where were you un, were you unhappy or was it, were you still this joyous person that was just like, this isn't it? Because you just come across, so you're just glowing and you smile and you can just see like there's this truth that comes out of you. It's, it's you know, you project it, it comes out. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I'm, I am an endless optimist and I do believe, you know, just in living life to the fullest and putting your best foot forward and spreading joy into the world at large. And that was something that I always tried to do with all of my pursuits and everything that I did in my life. And 
I'm not sure if if I understand how to answer the question, was I happy or am I happy, right? I think it was more, am I fulfilled? And I think with understanding how do you bring fulfillment to your life and how do you serve others and feel like you're putting your best foot forward into the world, I think it's that journey that allows you to feel happy, maybe. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure. It was more, I just wanted to be more fulfilled with my purpose and my calling and my pursuits that hopefully will bring happiness. But I, I'm not sure if I saw it as trying to find happiness as more so trying to find my purpose. And I, I apologize because I normally wouldn't use that word happy because I tell people happiness, it's good. You know, I'm not a, I know it's a big trendy thing and I'm not, I don't want to argue with anyone I tell them, but uh, happiness is so temporary, but joy is the thing that lasts. And I tell people joy is the collection of all the happiness. Joy is you owning your outcomes. Joy is what you just said. It's fulfillment. It's purpose. So I guess what I really was looking for, did you always have a the, a place of joy within you? Not so much the happy part. Because, I mean, you, someone gives you $25,000, you know, well, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, but, but it's the memory of that 10 years later, right? That is like, wow, especially if that person's still in your life and, you know, and, and you knew that it was out of the kindness and it was out of relationship or maybe there was a need or whatever. And that just happened or they believed in you. That's just joy. That's the thing that remains. So I love the the purpose part and the calling because a lot of people, they're too busy looking for a new job, a new career. But I tell people, what about the calling? And there's a big difference. That's where you really find this this greater reward of of purpose being in existence. What are your thoughts on that? I love purpose being in existence, and I, I completely agree. And that's why I treat any pursuit to finding your calling as you would an external expedition. And that's where the introspection and wonder and action comes into play as part of my process. Because I believe that it's, you know, enjoying your pursuit and all of the challenges and obstacles and introspection that comes with it allows you to propel in whatever path uh, this world has, has given to you at the time. And so that's why going AWOL invites you to forge a path more in line with your truth. And when you do that, it causes this awakened advantage in the world. And that the greatest decision to go AWOL involves just the right mix of both of those things. And I say introspection and wonder, but I also believe it has to be that actionable perspective as well of how am I going to actually do something about this. And from working in the advertising world for over seven years, there's introspection and action and wonder to building a brand too, right? Like from doing the deep investigation to braving a new path. Um, but there's really nothing quite like when you're living your greatest potential and it ends up benefiting others right. and it ends up serving others. Mm. And my own experience going AWOL to discover, awaken and carve a way for me to unlock my path and then somehow serve others with it was the most important thing I could do in my life at that time. Wow. You know what I love is that you, <laughs> you know, when people think about AWOL, they think of like the military, you know, he's gone AWOL, he's in trouble. We got to find us. You really like, cause I'm one of those people. It's like the word danger. I'm writing a book about being dangerous mm. and people think of dangerous, like, Oh, trouble, stay away. He's dangerous. She's dangerous. And I'm like, yeah, but it's really your awe and your strength. It's being formidable. Right. And most people don't realize that, you know, danger is just, it's, it's a word. It, it's defined, but it's where you put it. It's what are you using it for? 
you know, um, a car can be, you know, a good thing or it can be a bad thing. It'd be dangerous in the, you know, with the wrong driver. Right. We understand that, but it's, it's the responsibility that comes along with that privilege, right. Of having, you know, that vehicle or that in your, in this case, you know, what's inside of you, how would you define wonder? I just I just want to hear what if you would just give me your definition of what wonder means. Well, wonder comes from wonderlust, which has the the great uh, desire for introspection and exploratory travel. That's my own personal definition because that's, that's who I am. That's as cool. A person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's the ability to experiment more with with your. Um, abilities to travel with your abilities to explore things and experience things. It's your ability to uh, go out and have the permission to play with your own life. Um, I mm. believe like that's that's something that's been huge for me in terms of my own growth of wonder is how do I just give my per- myself permission again to play? And that's something that I believe we've we've lost uh, in our society and our culture in terms of creativity and um, giving ourselves permission to be creative again is something that I'm not sure if that answers your question of how I would define wonder, but it's how I think we need to get back to our ability to wonder. No, I think it's uh, very well put. And um, especially in context from, in the context of where you're doing it and where you see it, but I also do believe it's, it's transferable and it is something that others need to apply to their, to their own life and to their own, you know, for their own well being sake, because you're right. We have such a tremendous lack of um, creativity. Um, I feel like people are even getting to the point where they're shoving and stuffing their curiosity down, like they're they're neglecting curiosity. You know, there's a huge neglect of being curious. But I love that permission to play. Like it's the hall pass. <laughs> you know, it's like you get to go play today, and and discovering that. So basically, this coupling of introspection and wonder. I'm a big insight fan. I love insight. And I tell people that, um, it's introspection. What I'll say with observation will give you insight. And I love, I'm, I'm going to be adding wonder to that as well, because you get this great insight to where you begin to discover more because theories are good, but evidence is better. So when was, when did the light bulb really click for you where you had the evidence to say, not just I'm trying this, I'm putting myself on the edge of uncertainty and I'm going to step on out into this. But when did it click? When did you feel it really click that you're like, I'm walking, you know, in the results of introspection and wonder? The, the moment I allowed myself permission to do so, and it came from the realization that the greatest expedition starts within you know, the first thing that I wanted to do when I literally went AWOL um, after leaving the ad world was I wanted to buy a plane ticket, right? Like I just wanted to get the heck out and (laughs) escape. And I really needed to to psychoanalyze, like, why did I want to do that? Or where was I even going to go? And realizing that if I was to tell everyone, oh, I'm going to just go somewhere and get away, it's almost like our world embraces great expeditions and explorers. But if I was to tell people, I'm going to go on an introspective quest and I'm going to, you know, just really allow myself to sit in this and marinate it and question why, I feel like there's not as much emphasis placed on that true expedition, expedition needed most, the one within us all. And so my process 
you know, I experimented on myself. I'm like, what happens if I take myself on an introspective quest, but I use it in the form of an external expedition? What happens if I pretend like I'm buying a plane ticket of my dreams? I'm going to allow myself to go on a destination within, and I'm going to call it my vision. Where, where am I going to go to make sure it's my name on the plane ticket this time? Wow. And so when I have that vision, when I have that place I know I'm going towards for my life, then I can pack my bags, right? Like then I can start getting excited about this trip, packing all of those branding identity tools that I'm ne- that's needed, right? So anything from a value to who are my tribe, who are the people that are really going to support this journey, packing all of those things that I need, even a snack pack, right? Like what are my affirmations going to be? My little, <laughs> I call it like, you know, uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Right. I call it an affirmation a day keeps the, um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget exactly what I call it. <laughs> but okay. it, um, it keeps all of these things away. So it keeps all of these horrible feelings that you have or these questions that you have about where you're actually going in your life. And it keeps you focused on your journey. And so when you pack all of those things and you allow yourself to really feel confident in this per- pursuit, that's when you can start exploring. And that's when you can start to venture to find your purpose And when you find your purpose, it's almost like that welcome sign that you see on the path. It's your name that's on that path. It has the reason why you're exploring this path and you see your destination at the end of the road. And once you do that, that's when you can start to plant your seed in fruitful soil. And that's when you watch your vision uh, flourish. And that's when you can allow yourself to live purposefully in this world. And so I know that's a long-winded answer. No, it's not. But that's pathfinding. That's that. Those two things together is my process. And that's where I realized, wow, I'm a pathfinder. I did it for myself. I'm going to do it for others. And it's all going to come from a place of creativity, exploration, which is, you know, introspection and wonder. Wow. That is so good. You know what I love is you said, I'm going to pretend my name is on that ticket. You know, so it's like, you know, I have kids and and I remember, obviously, I was once a kid. <laughs> and so, like, you you could see a little boy put a towel around his neck. Like, he ties it around and lets it hang down like it's a cape. And he's running around the yard or in the house or whatever. In his mind, he's flying. You mm. know? And, and I know we know that humans, you know, we're not flying. You know? But in that kid's mind, he believes that's what's happening. But I think that what we need to do is we need to start taking those steps of pretending and actually thinking about what the possibility, what would you do if that possibility can turn into a probability and what would it really look like? And I just love that you took yourself through that exercise and really sat down and said, maybe my name's not on the ticket right now, but if it were, what would it look like? You know, I have a daughter, um, we have a a little girl, she's, so we have three kids and, and she's eight going on nine. But she can probably like dress up and stand in front of a mirror and her hair can be a mess all over her head. And she can put on a little dress or whatever. It's early morning and she's playing like she's she is Meghan Markle. Like she's in her mind. She is complete royalty. (laughs) But one day she'll turn what? 18. Right. And she'll never be you know, caught dead outside like that. Like, it's like, no, I'm not going to look that way, but there's something about, we need to, we need to bring back that inner innocence and that desire and that hunger to pursue and to believe and to dream again. And as you said, be a pathfinder. And I love that. I mean, I, I love the way, and once again, it's, 
there's an, um, you know, you say it far more elegantly than I do. And there's more, you know, you're more eloquent with how you're expressing it. Um, but I love it because I can see it's yours. It, it's something that's inside of you and you're leading other people to the same experience. And I can tell you are, you know, you're probably very, very good at helping people find that introspection and wonder, you know, in themselves. Um, mm -hmm. Now, storytelling, there was something that I read that I loved and I would like you because storytelling and you do that very well with Instagram. And I love your coloring pages. You have that book with the coloring pages. Like to, I think it is so brilliant. I love it. Okay. Um, I was like, yeah. I'm going to order one from, I'm going to get one. I mean, I know what I'm doing. I know where I want to go, but I just want to do it, you know, and I want to <laughs> be able to show other people. But the thing that you put in there, you know, behind the journal, you know, instrument and paintbrush is my true art form, the story. No matter what you threw at me, I threw goosebumps back. So now I help venturesome entrepreneurs and businesses discover their goosebump worthy paths. That's my magic. Talk about the power of story for you. The power of story for me, goodness, it's, it's allowing myself to just be creative again and explore all of these unlikely uh, mediums again to find the story. And, you know, I told you that I, I play harp. So I've been playing harp for, gosh, years, uh, ever since I was small. And there's storytelling in allowing yourself to be a musician. And I know you're a musician yourself. And so what that means when you find the story and you allow yourself to head on that journey within to then create something beautiful in the world. With a paintbrush, it's it's the same thing. So it's understanding what, what do I want to evoke or what do I want to tell the world with, with this medium? And when I left the ad, the ad world and I was doing it for the past few months, I was doodling again and I was drawing and it was almost like Zentangle creative mindful exercises I was doing with myself. And it was almost, I hate to say this, but I was almost embarrassed. I was like, well, I'm not sure, like this isn't a normal form of storytelling for me. I have <laughs> been tuned into this in a decade, you know? And so what does this mean for me to be drawing compasses or to be, you know, I was... I was acting like I was going on a journey, the one that I just explained to you. So, of course, I'm going to draw a compass to understand what my values are because I need those fixed directions that will always guide me in the right direction. And so do you, it's almost like I'm, I'm, telling, I'm giving you an, a look into my brain of like how I tell stories creatively and visually in my mind or musically and what that looks like for me to then help others. And so that's, that's what storytelling has been for me. It's just the ability to be a child again and to um, follow your imagination and to know that it's okay to explore it in unconventional ways. Uh, but the corporate world, I think, puts us on a certain trajectory to, to learn and follow uh, and to explore. And so it's been a completely new pursuit for me of what happens when you take yourself on an expedition within to unlock your potential and make it a colorful reality, which is what I'm doing with the Color Your Calling guidebook, which, which you mentioned. And it just, it allows you to understand that it's just, it's draining to be on in this ever-connected world. So what happens when you just allow yourself to be a child again, allow yourself to color and allow yourself to have these prompts and exercises to think about as you're just going within, you're dropping the ego and you're thinking about ways to then tell your story to the world at large. Wow. So well put. I love that. And, you know, it's like, um, <clears throat> and, and as far as art goes, I mean, I feel like everyone's an artist, you know, everything we do is art. Our, 
our communication is art. You know, the question is, what type of art are you creating? Um, people think that, you know, you, you know, well, I'm not good enough for that. No, it's still your art. Um, you know, it's, is it true? Is it real? Does it come from you? You know, can you find that innocence? Can you find the true meaning of what you're trying to express? That's your art. And you can't really put a judgment on that. You know, you can't really, you know, I'm not telling everyone to grab a paintbrush and try to, you know, get a gallery showing. I'm just, you know, <laughs> but, but I'm, what I, what I want people to understand is that what you're saying is the same thing is, and I love it. You found yourself doodling again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and your coloring book, you know, the, the colorful reality is getting people to understand that inside there's so much that's overlooked, you know, like where I am right now, it's, you know, I think you guys have a lot of rain today too. You know, the whole East coast is getting drenched, but you know, if you go up 30,000 feet, what do you see? You see blue skies and sunshine, Mm. you know, and that's what's inside of us. The only problem is, is we don't realize that we keep the blue skies and sunshine. So trapped underneath the clouds that are only what, 10, 15,000 feet up. And so we, we keep that, we keep it trapped. And so we think that we're walking around in gloom. And I say, well, when you see gray, pull out your color, start painting and start elevating so that you can get to the blue skies and sunshine that don't even get touched. They don't even get touched by those clouds. If you go up 30,000 feet, trust me, that's below you. We have to learn to elevate ourselves. And I think what you're doing is you're walking people through a process to elevate, to go to another level, to lift yourself up and out, you know, to become bigger than your body, you know, Mm -hmm. to learn to, to come out of that shell. I mean, I love it. I mean, I just like, man, and, um, and you're, and once again, you do a great job of giving those messages, even in the little posts that you put up. That's what I really, that's what really drew me to you and your story was just seeing that every little thing I could see. I mean, it was very meaningful. It was very thoughtful. It's not, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Are you impressed with me? Cause I am, <laughs> you know, I can tell you're really just saying, Hey, I found mine. You want to find yours? Yeah. Well, gosh, thank you, Tim, so much. I mean, it's, and I just, I love the way that you just talked about the clouds and the blue sky and the rain. And I love it because no one's really talking a lot about how to get through the the clouds or how to see past it. And that's like the biggest roadblock that I've had with not only my clients, but myself. It's, and I, I don't know what to call those clouds. Do you think it's it's doubt or it's fear or it's anxiety or it's all of those no's or doubts or shoulds that we put on ourselves that inhibit us from seeing those blue skies. And that's something that I have personally been exploring with myself. And that's why I'm trying to then help other people do the same. And for me, it's confidence. Confidence is not a trait. It's it's uh, this quote that I found. It's a skill which starts with having the willingness to try. And so when you just allow yourself to push through those clouds Um, when you have like different prompts or things that, you know, coaches help you do, which I know that you do as well, that's when you can allow yourself to then see those skies. And for me, it's been from a place of vulnerability. How do I just allow myself to practice vulnerability on a daily basis so that I can have permission? I give myself permission to play, right? I can experiment more. I can perfect later. I can give myself that permission that I don't have to perfect today. You know, a funny experience that I had 
was um, I was I live right by Central Park and I love to go on walks and there was a tree and so you know I went to climb just to pose and climb the tree and it was kind of funny because like my belly's hanging out I look like a mess and I was like wow this is entrepreneurship (laughs) this is how ridiculous it feels and looks but at least I'm trying to climb the damn tree right like at least I'm (laughs) having the confidence or the like willingness to try (laughs) right (laughs) and it's so true it's almost like well, do you just not allow yourself to ever think that there's clouds in the first place and you just allow yourself, you know, to just try? I don't know. Like, I would love to hear your perspective on this, too, because it's something I'm trying to figure out. What does that look like? Well, I mean, I love what you said, because it's funny. I have a story equally like that. There was a time in my life, you know, I grew up in a, you know, pretty rough environment and, um, you know, it was just trouble, trouble, trouble. Then I found my, I found this pathway to like neatness and I wanted, I wanted perceptions of things, you know, because, you know, I learned early perceptions, reality. So what I was always trying to do is create the reality I wanted everyone to have, even if it was fake. And Mm -hmm. I remember I was always trying to be neat with everything. And I'm not talking about like, you know, bougie stylish kind of person, but just neat, clean everything, which I think, you know, cleanliness is good. But I mean, I was like, didn't want to get dirty. Didn't want anything. So one day I remember, um, I was going through a really bad point in my life and I had just moved to South Carolina. I got in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, I was in Miami and (laughs) anyways, that's a whole nother world. And I got in a lot of trouble. And, um, so my mom and my stepfather moved to South Carolina. I went back to Connecticut for a piece, but then I was like, my mom was like, look, you're, if you, you can always just come and start back. So I was, I was 20. And I went down and I was helping a school because, um, you know, sports was a big thing for me too. And I was helping a wrestling program and at a private school and helped coach these kids. And so I was doing some conditioning. So I was one day, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ride a bike. I'm going to ride my dirt. I'm not my dirt bike. I'm going to ride my mountain bike. And so I had this mountain bike and, and, um, I didn't really know much about red clay and red dirt, which is in South Carolina. So, um, so I was riding a bike, you know, and I was like, you know, mountain biking, but avoiding all the stuff that would get me dirty. And Mm. I literally came over this hill. And as I came down the hill, I went into a five, it had to be at least four to five feet deep of nothing but red, murky, muddy, nasty water. And I went right into it. And I remember standing up and I felt like the kid came back to me and I started laughing. (laughs) Everything I had was ruined because you get red dirt on you like that, that red clayish mud kind of stuff. It's just not coming out of any of your clothes. You might as well throw them away. And I discovered that too when I tried to wash them. But that discovery, like what you said, climbing the tree and forgetting who may be looking at you doing it. I feel like we need to, you know, you said something about self-confidence. I believe there's also a power in self-acceptance. And learning to start accepting some of these things, our curves, our edges, you know, the, the, the things that are good, bad, ugly, and indifferent that are, that reside within us, but not necessarily, necessarily categorizing them as bad, but learning to discover what they mean, listening to them, like the check engine light, your battery light, your oil light. Those are indicators telling you to pay attention to something. Fear has a voice. You know, um, discomfort, un- being uncomfortable. There's a voice. There's something speaking to you. Learn to listen to it. I mean, that will work and help you develop your even your emotional intelligence, but it's going to not only help you there, but it's going to help you get back into, as you said, wonder, to get curious. And I love the way you describe climbing that tree because I believe that's the same pathway, 
climb the damn tree with your with your and you said your belly hanging out and trying to get up there to take the you know this will be a good idea but you know but forgetting that people are looking like what is she doing climbing that you know what i mean like i mean the passerbys and that's the thing stop worrying about who's passing by because but you know what can i tell you this is what i here's my answer the more you're paying attention to what the passerby is thinking the thing that is passing you by is the life that you could be living. Yes. Wow. You should write that down. Well, I guess we're recording. So we're recording. It's there. And you can, <laughs> you can use that because you and I just unlocked that together. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Wow. I think you should still write something on that, though. That's, <laughs> that's powerful stuff. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm it's coming I, out of, it's coming out of this time. great organic conversation. <laughs> this is the thing about being a pathfinder. Cause I think obviously you're one as well. It's like, we allow people to get to that place of insight and it comes from that place of wonder. Like, you know, this just started from a, a silly conversation about climbing a tree and look how far we've come. And those are the moments that I love having in pathfinding sessions when it comes from a place of insight, when the client says it themselves and it's like, bing, 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 that, that's your purpose or that's your vision, right? Like, and, it, and it's just like that look that people have or the smile that comes across their face. And that's where I believe, you know, advertising, we kind of like tell clients what to do a lot of the time or like the best relationships that you can have from clients are those conversations and those insights together. And that's something that I continue trying to do with, with the people that I have in the pathfinding process now is how do you make it come from a place of discovery between the conversations together? Wow. That is so, that is so powerful. So let me ask you if you were to, so my listeners are listening and go, gosh, I want to, I want to, you know, whether it's learn about you or even just engage, what would you say you would like to show them about you? Obviously, is it the AWOL strategy? Um, is it just, you know, they can learn about you. I know at, at that website or Megan What like, but what would you like to say I want to help people with this and here's where I want them to engage me. First, well, you can find uh, my brand consultancy at awallstrategy.com. Uh, the things that I, I love to do are either uh, the four-part framework from AWOL strategy, which helps you clarify your pursuits and follow your path. Um, and I do that through the process that you and I talked about, like how do we pretend like it's an expedition in the world at large through introspection and wonder. And I do that through four parts. Um, or we can do the pathfinding sessions that I talked about, um, which is just like a half day or full day session that we could work together. The other thing that I love to do is that color your calling guidebook. So it's people that you know are a little bit unclear and uncertain about their pursuits, um, but really love the idea of coloring their way to their calling. And that's something that I'm working on now and hopefully we'll be able to have at the end of the year. Um, but it's something that I've pre-released currently that people can get in touch with me, uh, which is just Megan at AWOLstrategy.com. You can send me an email if you're really interested in taking a look at this guidebook. Um, or you can just follow me at Megan Koval on Instagram and we can have some chats and get to know each other and just follow each other's paths, which I am so inspired by and so excited that I got to find someone like you as well. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I have two things. And um, if you're good on time, I have two last questions for you. Um, the first one is our show, you know, my show is called uphill conversations and I tell people your current condition doesn't match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, but you can't go uphill with a downhill habit. And if you think of like the tour de France, those guys that are climbing those hills, you know, on those bikes and they're, 
you know, um, they got to draft, they got to know their gears, they got to know their speed, they got to know their diet. They, they may, you know, once their body is tired, their mind has to really kick in and be strong. But then when their mind is even getting weak and that mental toughness is struggling, it's all heart, you know, but they get a yellow Jersey. You know, there's just something powerful about that. Now I'm not a cyclist, but I've ridden a bike uphill and I know how hard it is. And, (laughs) but what's an, what's an uphill challenge that you've recently gone through that you've overcome and what'd you do to do it? Oh my goodness. I mean, does I had to already overcome it? <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> well, you can be in the middle of it. What is the current, what's the current uphill challenge? I mean, what, what are you in the middle of and, and what are you feeling? And just share that because people need that. You know what? Wow. That's real. I, I feel that way. I understand this. Hmm. Well, I'll say the first one, which is why I started AWOL. It was, you know, understanding culturally in the conversation. I don't know if everyone agrees with this, but I think it's pretty clear that there's conversations out there in the world that truth is in crisis. And there's a lot of conversations about what it means to be authentic and honest and true. And what what happens when you allow yourself to go to that place and seek out conversations that talk about the truth. But it doesn't mean, even if our truth is in crisis in the world, it doesn't mean that we have to lose sight of our own. And an uphill battle for me was, what is my truth? Like just getting back to the basics of, you know, we talked about, is it my name on the ticket? And where am I going in this journey called life, (laughs) right? It has been and continues to be an uphill battle of when you allow yourself to do the introspective work, which is the hardest that I've experienced in the past few months, Where does your truth take you? And how do you make sure that you live and breathe it on a daily basis? And so it's it's a promise that you make to yourself um, to follow this pursuit and what it means when you allow yourself to do so and how you then serve others has been a a continuous opportunity. I'll call it that instead of a challenge. Right. um, That gets me up in the morning and, you know, continue allows me to continue uh, pedaling and climbing that hill. Um, but it, it's it's really tough, and it's it's not an easy road by any means for anyone. Um, and so it's how do you communicate the importance of following your truth when knowing what an uphill battle it will continue to be in your life, right? So so that's something that that I think about on a daily basis. But you know, I continue to smile and I continue to be <laughs> optimistic about it. But just for people to know that it it isn't all just fun and games the whole time. It is that. A continuous journey. Well, I tell people grunting and groaning is not a problem. <laughs> Just keep moving. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you can grunt and groan all you want and you know what I mean? But just keep going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and go ahead. Oh no, please. What, what are three things that you're optimistic about over the next 12 months? They can be personal or professional. Top three things. The first one is becoming an author. So actually publishing Color Your Calling guidebook and putting myself out into the world um, as a true storyteller in a published sense is really exciting for me. Um, The second one is speaking at international conferences. So I'm really excited to speak at Nomad City Conference in October. uh, And it'll be my first experience doing an actual pathfinding workshop with a group of global digital nomads and remote workers. Congrats. (laughs) Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, Goodness. And the third one is just living my vision. So what happens if everyone can profit from their true potential and following their path? 
that it, that would be my ultimate dream and something that I continue to look forward to do in the next 12 months. Wow. That is, that is so rich. I love this. This is, this has been great. And I'm so like, I'm glad I stumbled on you <laughs> on, on Instagram and got to discover more about you in this conversation. Just what I love is when I get to talk to people that all the things, cause you know, 5% of what you see on social media, you know, is not even it's that's it. It's like 5% of somebody's sorry. All what you see on social media is pretty much 5% of somebody's life. It's not even their real deal. But what I like is what you post, what's on your website and having this conversation, all of it's congruent and it all is in alignment. And it's, um, I hope you continue to, to be an example of that. We need more of that. I love that you don't just sit there and talk about money and what you make, what you don't make, all those other things. I just tell, I can tell you're, it's, you're truly into seeing people find, you know, their why, their what and their how and that path for them to understand that fulfillment. You li- you literally are demonstrating it all across the board. Wow. And likewise, Tim, thank you so much for this opportunity and just the pleasure to talk to you about what I'm doing and getting to riff together has been a great pleasure. <laughs> well, I'll have to have you back on. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so this has been another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill. However, you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more, but your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and no one else. But most importantly, you will see people like Megan and myself on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.